Hello there, this is Olivia from Ozone Podcast. I like to listen to people talk about things. So here's a really good network for people talking about things. It's actually called the Discussing Network because it's people talking about things. Enjoy! Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Comics. I am Kyle Jones, and I want to welcome back co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I don't know if I'm an extraordinaire or not, but I'm uh, certainly glad to be on and talk about what 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 are we talking about today? I guess it's <laughs> very good question, you know. And I'm a, the horse. <laughs> you, you know, I, well, I, I was just so cool to be streaming on whatever audio device. Whoever's listening to us is on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you're streaming on. If you were not on audio, you would probably be on video watching us and kind of a very on the nose segue into what we're talking about. This episode, I think we're going to just talk about the streaming services and all of them out there and who's using what and is there saturation, oversaturation? What's going on? So that's what we're talking about. So my question, Clarence Brown, first, foremost, out of the gate, how have you been and what have you been doing and what are you working on? What's going on with you? Oh, man, for me, it's kind of the same as usual. Just doing a lot of discussing Trek, trying to get back into that as we ramp up for the new coming season of Picard. Um, so, yeah, we're doing a lot of work with that. And as well as, you know, keep trucking along with discussing who and I guess in addition to that, just watching a lot of these streaming services that we're going to talk about. <laughs> what about you, man? You know, just about the same. I am so excited about the Picard series, even though, you know, I was about to say Voyager, but Discovery has been so good for the past two series. I, I've got the nostalgia feels for for Picard, and I, I'm like super, super, super excited. But my question then becomes... That's CBS All Access. And, you know, we've talked before on discussing Trek about how it's behind a paywall. I find it quite interesting that more and more content is being segmented out. And my question to you is, what is your thought? If I were to ask you from a summary view, what is your thought on the current state of this fragmentation? I wouldn't, well, I guess in the true sense it is fragmentation, but I wouldn't even really truly look at it that way. I guess if we were to kind of address like how did we get here, where we are now in the streaming world, we can look back to, I guess, what, 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago and beyond where we all were subscribing to some type of cable or satellite service. And most of the time at a very steep price wasn't really the opportunity to pick and choose those things that things that you want uh it's really all or nothing uh, with the exception of you know adding a movie channel here or there or a, a NBA league pass or NFL league pass or something like that so we've not really had a huge opportunity up until this point to just get the thing you want and that brings us to our post Netflix streaming future where you can kind of look at the landscape of streaming services and attempt to pick what you want out of the vast amount of services out there. So I think that's kind of where we are. Um, you know, how do I feel about that? 
I think we are at a good place, but I think there's also uh, a, a sense of FOMO um, out there among streaming service uh, purveyors, uh, uh, fear of missing out. And it, it kind of, in a sense, leads us right back to where we were before because we want to have everything and be a part of every big blockbuster show on every channel. And if you try to do that, you kind of end up back in the same place. Uh, what are your overall thoughts? You know, I'm going to follow right along with you. It's it's almost as if the cutting of the cord, the original effect of, oh, I'm going to cut the cord and save a little bit of money and have the streaming and, you know, I'm going to have Netflix or I'm going to have YouTube TV or I'm going to have, you know, Hulu with live channels or whatever your choice may be, getting away from that cable box that you were just referring to and that one thing that's just tied into everything. I like that, but but I but I'm feeling more of the encroachment of having to do <laughs> that choice that you're talking about of having so much that I want to consume, but by the time I consume everything, you're picking and choosing and saying, "Oh, well, can I afford this?" because you you don't have that one place for all everything. Well, I think you have to kind of go back and look at it, uh, the different types of streaming services we have out here. We have those that are the all-encompassing cable replacements, which is um, what uh, YouTube TV, uh, what's some of the other ones? Um, I can't think of it. <laughs> well, well, you have YouTube TV. You YouTube have TV. Hulu with uh, Hulu. live channels. In, in a sense, in a sense, Hulu. Um there was another one that was pretty huge. You had PlayStation View, PlayStation, which I yes. think is going away. And and there's a few more out there that were kind of big when this all kicked off. So you have the TV replacement, a.k.a. every cable channel that you had on a standard cable package versus the other side, which is channels that are focused on their original content and bringing in other content into their library to uh, make their package more valuable. And when I think of that, I think of maybe the biggest one that started that off was something like HBO uh, Go or HBO Now. And now you have all these other channels, stations, <laughs> um, properties that are popping up and bolstering their services with original content, uh, as well as bringing other older shows into their library to make their offering more appealing. Yes. And so here's here here's what I, what I have an interesting twist on this with. There is no doubt in my mind that I am a Walking Dead fan. And I pay $5 a month at, as of this recording to basically be able to watch <laughs> new episodes of The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead without commercials two days earlier. And even though that's not a per se streaming service it's even interesting that the channels themselves are offering this enhancement to their service that you can cut out commercials for or get it a couple of days early or 24 hours early by paying a little premium to it curious yeah. what are your thoughts there I mean, I'd, I'd equate that to maybe having a cable cha uh, package and adding on HBO or something. Um, I think the difference here is that this is a value add on top of already having the channel, which is kind of nickel and dime you in a sense. 
they certainly uh, before I even knew they had that extra uh, tier for AMC shows on YouTube TV. I knew that whenever I tried to do the video on demand for any AMC show, it made you watch the commercials. Whereas on other recordings that you did on YouTube TV, you could skip through the commercials. So they instantly positioned themselves to where they can monetize their channel even more. So I, f- I find it very fascinating, something I'm not necessarily uh, happy with, but I guess being able to watch two days early is is kind of a, a, a cool thing. Yep. And, you know, it's interesting that you said what you did about the commercials, because also on YouTube TV, the CW channel is you watch it a day later, you know, you don't watch it live, whatever you're watching. And you do have these blocks, usually two minute blocks of commercials, which are the same freaking commercials for every two minute block, which for me, by the time those I've watched those commercials for an hour, I'm like, I don't want to buy this product because I'm so (laughs) freaking tired of seeing your commercial. Yeah. And the thing is, like, again, you have these two type of services. You have YouTube TV that is trying to replicate what we've had before on the cable landscape. And you also have channels or properties like Netflix or CBS All Access that don't have any commercials, but are some of the shows that come on these channels that we already know. And then you have like Hulu, which is kind of in between them both. It's a paid service. But they still run commercials at certain tiers. So, again, that's them nickel and diming in a sense to get this extra payment from from the viewer to um, to allow them not to see commercials. And, and in fact, CBS All Access does that, too. They have two tiers. They have like a six ninety nine tier where there's commercials and a nine ninety nine tier, which I pay for because I hate commercials <laughs> to where you can watch the shows. In all their glory without interruption. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the CBS All Access because I noticed that you can now sign up directly from Apple TV for CBS All Access. That being said, the only option is the 999 version. Uh, and, and I'm glad you bring that up because that kind of brings up another interesting point. You have these standalone services like um, HBO streaming and CBS streaming and um, uh, Showtime, which one thing I find really cool when I think of w- one of the streaming services a lot of us have, but we don't we don't really feel like we're paying extra for it because we're really paying for the shipping, which is Amazon TV or Amazon Prime. Right. And uh, they have the, this a la carte um, thing on their state on their uh, network where you can pay extra, just like you mentioned, Apple TV, and you can add the channels in. And I find that very appealing as well, because in that sense, you can stay in one home, similar to cable, stay in one home and be able to bring in all these other channels in one interface that you're used to. Yes, agreed. And from that perspective, if if they would get to the point to where they're offering, and I know it's almost like I'm bringing it back to the cable mentality, but I was about to say, if you could say, oh, I'm going to get HBO and I'm going to get Showtime and I'm going to get CBS All Access through Apple, you're going to give me all three of those for $5 off a month or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to say, you know, I hear the argument all the time and it's not just you. I hear plenty of people say it 
say that uh, there are too many streaming services. <laughs> and to that point, I come back with the uh, reaction that you don't have to subscribe to everything at one time. At uh, one time, excuse me. The beauty of living in this streaming service, streaming universe where you pay per month and you're not in a contract like cable, (laughs) you you can, if you want to watch The Walking Dead for the four months that is on, subscribe to uh, AMC Premiere and when it's done, drop it. If you want to watch Power on Stars for the, 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 the 10 weeks that is on, subscribe. Drop it. HBO, same thing. Are you seeing a theme here? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm seeing the thing. And, you know, that's, I think, the reality of where the state of this has come to. But you mentioned a streaming service that I think many of us take for granted, and it's just become part of culture that everybody had it. And I'm curious to find out what it might become or what might happen to it. That being said is Netflix, because with everybody having their own streaming service, it is taking away the rights for Netflix to show, say, all of the Star Wars or or, or all of the Marvel or fill in the blank properties, you know, the Disney properties. What are your thoughts on Netflix and how it is impacting them? Or is it hurting them, in your opinion? I think it's going to eventually hurt them at some point. You know, with the recent release of Disney Plus, uh, they are definitely probably feeling some hurt <laughs> uh, from people leaving in the Disney properties getting pulled off of Netflix. But Netflix has formed a partnership with Nickelodeon. So they're definitely trying to get stuff back in there. And that's the thing about Netflix. They're always rotating content, trying to get new content in there as well as their new original shows. So, I mean, I think Netflix is going to be fine. They're one of the pillars that we have in the streaming community. So I I think they're going to be okay. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, I I don't really feel like they're in jeopardy of of being put out of business or anything, anything like that. Not not anytime soon, at least. (laughs) So let's focus on a word that I used at the very beginning for a moment and there's a reason why I want to go to this particular word. We keep calling these streaming service because technically we are taking the service and we're streaming it over the Internet to whatever device we're looking at it from the computer, from the smartphone to your Internet connected television, whatever the case may be. And depending on which service you have, whether you even have the bandwidth to have the streaming capabilities, depending upon where you live and what service you have, too. You have great service, but you have a data cap. Where do you think the Internet providers are going? Because I have a reason I'm asking this question. But what do you think? Because this cutting cords is cutting profits. Thoughts about now, like last month, I got this notice that, hey, you're getting close to your you know, whatever your limit with the provider that I'm using. Interesting. Curious as to what you think about your data is being used for streaming and what these companies that are providing like internet, like say Warner media or Comcast or whatever thoughts on that. 
Yeah, I, I think the worst part of that, especially being here in America, I think we don't. The, the biggest issue with Internet providers and when you talk about data caps is that we don't really have the choice in a lot of instances to in, instances to go to a different carrier. Uh, if we do, maybe to a slower carrier, which is not what we really want to do. So um, I think that we might be OK. The reason I said it is uh, a few years back, Comcast came out with and just take an example, Comcast it came out with their first cap. And I think it was pretty low, but they've adjusted it over the years. So I think if it, it, as much as streaming comes into more prevalence, I think they're going to have to adjust um, their projections on what they think the average customer is using. I, I just think there's something they're going to do because most people are not going to stand for that. They're going to stop paying for it or go to somewhere else if they can. Again, like we don't have many choices here in America. So, I mean, and, we, and, and we're just talking about TV streaming. Um, there, uh, Google just released their Stadia game streaming network right. um, a couple of days ago, as well as we have xCloud coming next year for Microsoft, as well as we had PlayStation game streaming for a while. With those three, those are huge. Those are probably going to take more bandwidth than the normal. Um, well, it's, it's probably about the same, but but gaming is definitely a longer experience than watching a movie. You know, as as more of these services come out that are going to consume more and more bandwidth. You know, I think that the carriers are going to just speaking in generalities, the characters, are, the carriers are going to try to do things to make more profit off that. But I think as long as they're providing good service and not trying to gouge us, I think we should be OK with it. Yep, I agree. And, you know, you, you were talking about the streaming gaming services that are coming even today. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but even today, if you were to go to whatever outlet you're buying your video, whether it's NBA 2K20 or whatever the case is, if you're playing that and you put it in, chances are you've got content downloads or upgrade since that CD that you bought or you buy it as a digital download. Forget yeah, the CD. You, you buy it as digital. You subscribe to Xbox Game Pass, which is all downloads. It's like 100 games that you download for like 15 bucks a month. So, I mean, as far as the carriers go, I'm not worried too much. Because if they do start to do things that are a little bit onerous and, and out of line with everybody else in the industry, there will be backlash. So in that sense, I think we're fine. So, so let me tell you, uh, and, you know, I said that I had an, a reason I was going with that question. So last Friday, well, well, let me back up. About this time last year, a little bit before, you and I had a discussion. It may have been on one of our episodes, but I know we had a discussion where I was going back and forth about, hey, I'm paying too much for cable. I'm, I'm thinking about streaming. And I did go cut the cord, et cetera, and so forth. I got a call from Comcast last Friday afternoon, and they were asking, hey, just letting you know, we upped your speed. And you you having any difficulties? And I could tell that the person couldn't have been any nicer, but I could tell that they were wanting to lead the conversation. And so I let I was like, okay, I'm just going to see how this plays out. So I let the conversation go. Basically, where the conversation went was, hey, so one quick question. How do you get your, you know, how do you watch your content? Or, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, I watch it on television. Oh, but you don't have c cable. And I was like, no, you know, I have another provider, et cetera, and so forth. And it was like, well, you know, let me tell you, you know, I can offer you this package and it's blah, 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 blah. And you can get this for blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm, OK, but, you know, I'm 
Can you send me, you know, I was like, can you send me some information, blah, 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 blah. But here's the interesting part. What about the, you know, you're telling me I can get this and get this. What about your data cap? And what about you're giving me all this data and you're giving me all this content and I'm still going to be doing these other things? What about that? And the response was, oh, well, if you're watching any of these shows or channels or whatever, and you're watching us through our portal, that's not going to count against your cap. Uh, yeah, um, that runs back to the net neutrality stuff. If you That's want to get I into thought. that. That's uh, what I thought. But again, again, like I think when this, those issues first came up, they felt onerous and like as the landscape and the thought and use and tendencies of the, 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 the population has shifted. I think they, they began to shift too on that. Now, is it okay for them to do that? Probably not. But again, they're a company that's trying to make money and they're they're going to nickel and dime on every way they can. But again, it's it's not right if you if you really look at it. Yeah. You know, my whole reason for for literally for bringing that up was to basically say what you just said. Is it probably not right? No, it probably wasn't. But the interesting thing is it's amazing how far that company came in a year's time, because if they were saying a year ago what they were saying yesterday, I probably never would have disconnected because it was like my brain was programmed that I had to have cable. And I was like literally consumer terrified to cut the cord. And if they would have been able to have said what they said last week, a year ago, then I would have probably have never left in the first place. So you're right. It did come a long way because they had to evolve. Well, let me ask you this. Are you paying less for television oh, absolutely. than you paid in the cable world? Absolutely. I, I, I am even, okay. even, even with the, you know, paying the internet and paying, you know, Google TV and paying for the streaming services. Absolutely. Yes. I am still coming out cheaper. I want to take it back to some of the, some of the ways that these streaming services are monetizing by having different tiers with commercials, uh, concurrent streams. What what do you think about that, the whole streaming concurrency? And we know we're definitely in a world where people are sharing their Netflix login, sharing their HBO mm-hmm. Go login. So how do you think – what do you think about that monetization they're doing there and the, the concurrent streams and maybe the commercials? What are your thoughts on those? All right. Let's give this scenario based on what you just said. I'm a parent. I have two children I have two children who are seniors this year, let's say, and I get four concurrent streams, husband, wife, two kids. All four have their own login, et cetera, so forth. They graduate next spring. They go off to college. They still have their, in my thought process, I'm still paying the same amount. One goes to 400 miles away. One goes to... (laughs) 800 miles away do i still have my four streams yeah well you know they say they have to be in the same household so i mean i've seen those rules but i haven't had an instance where i know that they've cut a person off because of it you know so i mean even with google tv when i go to dallas i 
and I pull up the app, it automatically changes my local network and all that, you know, on the fly without me doing anything. So you're now in the Dallas TV viewing area, you know. So, I mean, I think they that they know what's going on. And at some point, <laughs> once we've bought into this whole streaming world, at some point, I feel like they're going to double down on that. And I know some services that are already kind of doing it, but I think at some point they're going to double down on that just as another monetization strategy. And, you know, you're giving up a whole another six ninety nine a month by letting somebody else share your account. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, they will eventually double down on that, on that at some point. And also, I mean, other ways they monetize, I didn't bring this up, but you know, 1080p versus 4k and 4k HDR, you know, I, myself, I pay for the top tier Netflix package, which Me I too. think is like 18 bucks, like I think six streams, 4k HDR. And you know, I've contemplated, I've strongly contemplated. Since I've got Disney Plus <laughs> canceling Netflix, yeah. I've strongly contemplated yeah. that. I remember so, you saying that, and I, and I was kind of didn't say anything because my mouth was like jaw dropped. Yeah. I mean, I can't see myself having Netflix without doing the 4K. I have a 4K television, and I love it. Love seeing, you know, Netflix's original series on the 4K television. And if they just had like a 4K tier that was lower, uh, a little bit cheaper, I'd go to that. But here we look on the other side with Disney Plus just uh, debuting a couple of days ago and their 4K streaming, their services, and it's six ninety nine a month with four concurrent streams. Yeah. So why is Netflix so expensive? Uh, as well as Amazon. Amazon Video, what I get with my $99 a year with my yearly free shipping for Amazon well, not free, I'm paying for it, but discounted shipping, basically free since I'm paying a subscription. And they have 4K streaming. And even if you add up the $99 a year per month, it's still cheaper than Netflix. Right. So I, and Netflix over the last few years have been raising their price every few years. And it's gotten to the point where, especially in the, in, in wake of Disney pulling their properties and various other streaming services who are touting their own new services are pulling their properties. You have to look at the value and it goes back to what we said at the top of the conversation is Netflix in trouble but, <laughs> or, or will Netflix kind of morph a little bit? Because what I'm seeing is Netflix HD streaming 4k single plan or family plan and maybe single plan comes with two concurrent streams family plan. That's the 18 comes with, you know, six or whatever, but, but that alternative for someone who's asking the questions that you're asking, because for you, you don't need, I don't need six concurrent streams. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just like, uh, the same thing we're seeing in like the television, go out and buy a television market. All of these things that have three or four years ago seemed like perks and awesome things. They're kind of just been normalized and they've become part of the norm of a television. You can't buy a 4K television without it having HDR. You know, all that stuff is kind of being built in and it's the prices keep falling until they come up with the next 8K or whatever. So, I mean, I would love to see some of that stuff normalized with Netflix as well. And instead of just raising the price, give people more options. You okay. Know? And, you know, you want to talk about how the tech, you know, you said the TVs, the 4K TVs and technology changing. 
my mother wanted me to hook up. I, I, I went to my parents on Sunday and my mother wanted me to hook up a DVD player. And I swear to you, I had to look at the remote control and figure out which button opened, you know, the thing, because it was like, it's been so long since I've used a DVD player. <laughs> they still make those things. They still make those things, believe it or not. But, but uh, th- that's just amazing how uh, our content has changed. But our viewing habits haven't because we still like good content. So really quick before we wrap up, what has been your favorite so are some of your favorites from some of the streaming services that have popped up some of the content that you've enjoyed just randomly, if you want to name some. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm loving the Mandalorian at the current moment. Uh, well, the Star Trek properties on CBS all access would be a huge one for me. There are definitely some Amazon originals that I like in there. Um, trying to think of one in particular, they have so many. But, you know, um, it's definitely Star Trek and the, the, the Star Wars stuff is at the top of my chart uh, right now. Um, you know, if you want to throw HBO Go in there again, that's one I subscribe to and drop the ones Game of Thrones is over. <laughs> so getting the Game of Thrones in there for me. And, you know, it's so much choice. But I think the problem is the fear of missing out. It, it, it messes with a lot of people's heads. So, so what about you? You have a few choice items well, in there. I'll keep the ones that you just said, but I will also add, I really enjoyed from, uh, DC Universe. I've loved the Titans. Uh, yeah, you know, the Titans. um, the Doom Patrol was cool. I didn't quite like it as much, but I'm loving, you know, really, really, really loving the Titans. Oddly enough, I tried Apple Plus and I, Really like the morning show. <laughs> That's like the worst rated one they have. I know, but, 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 but I think it's so freaking good. But I've always been fascinated by like how you would make a TV show. And so even seeing a drama about the behind the scenes, I, I would think that's cool. Newsroom is better. Sorry. I'll have to try that. <laughs> Cause I mean, seriously, I love the, the, the behind the scenes stuff of a TV show. Um, but, but I've enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I agree with the, some of the stuff you've had on Amazon. Yeah, and we have to go back to, uh, we, I mean, the Netflix stuff that got pulled from Marvel was pretty good. All the Marvel related Netflix stuff. That's what mainly I was coming to Netflix to watch was those things. So, uh, and in addition, you got to think of, uh, uh, Stranger Things and a few more in there that have been top tier properties on, on, on Netflix as well. And we're getting more obscure stuff that you might not have seen. Had you had all of this other content that, you know, all the Marvel movies, you know, you're having Netflix needing to curate more and be more creative and finding things for people to be interested in. So it may give us more different types of content. Who knows? Yeah. And, and, and before we leave, I want to just address you mentioned earlier about maybe the cable companies or the Internet providers doing something that would make it harder or charges more to get the data through. But I say we have a bigger problem. What is it? What do you think? <laughs> we have a whole segment of the U.S. being so vast and, you know, a lot of rural areas where they have no inkling of any of this. Because you know why? They, they have can't no get fast internet. Right. And I think <laughs> so, mine and your parents would both fall into that category. Am I right? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, there's a whole segment they cannot they make and get it, but they can't get it reliably. They can't get it stably. They can't get it fast. And um, yeah, there's a whole segment of America, rural America, that doesn't that can't consume any of this. And, and to me, that's the bigger thing we want from our ISPs to be able to branch out more, get faster com- connections out to uh, more rural areas. OK, so I'm going to prove without a shadow of a doubt, my friend, what you just said. That same day that I was trying to figure out how to use a DVD player, my mother asked me to look at her computer because she needed to type a something out to take to somebody. Uh, She doesn't have Microsoft Office on her computer. So my first thought was, oh, well, she has, you know, an iCloud account. I know Pages comes with that. Hey, free, no biggie. I'm going to log into her email. I could not with her DSL even access her internet. I mean, I could not even access her email because her connection at that point was so freaking slow. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's a problem, man. It's definitely a problem. But you know what isn't a problem? What isn't a problem is that we have so much content that you and I can spend 30 minutes talking about just how much content we have. And I think that's a good thing. I really do. So my final question has to be, Clarence Brown, if you were to be found on the Internet, where else might you be found? I'm going to tell people to follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Wudon Ball, spelled like it sounds. But I'm going to issue a call to action for anybody who may be listening to this. What is your favorite favorite streaming service, favorite streaming original program? And also, like, what do you see the future of streaming going? I mean, what, what, what do you see it in 10 years? Do you think old cable is out of the door in five or 10 years? Uh, hit us up on host. H-O-S-T-S at DiscussingNetwork.com, where uh, we will hear your feedback and talk about it on the show on some future date. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We were glad that you were able to join us. And like Clarence said, give us some feedback. We can't wait to listen. As always, we will be back next time. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.